0: ...and criminal enterprises. That's where we come in. We protect and serve. We are... ...the Agents of Edgewatch.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat, Agents of Edgewatch. I'm your GM and host, Team Glicker, and in this week's episode... ...they managed to track down and capture Gord. But now they have him... What do they do with him? That is the tricky part. Find out this week. So I'm going to continue my two-part series of how we make Roll for Combat. Now, last week I went over how we record the show, and this week I'm going to go over how we edit the show. Now, I'm not going to go into a lot of details as to what tools I use and exactly how I do it, because that's going to be boring for most of you. Trust me. Instead, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the philosophy of how we edit the show and why I edit it a certain way. Now, when it comes to actually editing the show, this is very tricky because there's a reason why the best actual plays are the best actual plays. There's one thing pretty much in common with all of them, and you will notice that the very best actual plays have very little dead space in them. Not all of them but in most of them. What I mean by that is most actual plays, especially way back when, when I first started this, almost five years ago, there was so much dead space. You listen to these things, it's boring, because you know what? A lot of times when you're playing these games, people are sitting around, they're talking, they're getting drinks, you know, they're just fooling around with dice. There's what we call dead space. And no one wants to listen to that. And whether it was on purpose or by accident, but the very best actual plays are all really good because they just keep things moving. They have almost no dead space. They always have you being entertained. And that is because the best actual plays are usually by actors or professional improv people. In fact, my favorite actual play of all time was Harmon Quest or Harmon Town by Dan Harmon from Community Fame and Rick and Morty. Anyhow, he had a podcast for a very very long time and they actually played Pathfinder on that podcast and it was amazing and they were incredible. They were just it's the best actual play I've ever heard. It is a complete and utter disaster of a mess. I mean From an actual story point of view, it's pretty good, but oh my god, it's a mess. Because sometimes they were blackout drunk when they were doing this show. Now, you can actually find Harmon Quest. It's actually a television show on TV, and Harmon Quest is pretty good. But that's pretty heavily edited, and that's obviously designed as a television show. What I almost recommend is that you listen to actually Harmon Town, and that is the old podcast that's no longer live anymore. But at the end of every show, they would just do... Well, they called it D&D, but it was actually Pathfinder. And they were so good. They were just unbelievably good. Especially when they had special guests that were improv actors. Now, the reason they were so good is because half of their cast were professional improv. And I mean not just, like, pretty good at improv. Like, the television show Who's My Line? That improv show, half of Harmontown, is actually from that show. So they were incredible. And I would listen to them and think, okay, this is why they're so good. Because they're riffing off each other, they're moving it forward, and they basically use the rules of improv to move the show forward. And that's why it's so good. Now, what the hell does this have to do with editing? It really has a lot to do with editing, because you want to move the show forward. You do not want to have a lot of dead space. So, what I do is I edit the show in such a way that, yes, we are not quite that good. I wish we were, but no, we're not. We probably never will be. We're not professional actors. We're not professional improv people. We're good, but we're not that good. We always try to keep and move the show along, but at the same time, we are actually playing a game. You know, that's the other thing, is that a lot of these really good actual plays, I can argue with you that they are 90% entertainment and 10% actual playing a role playing game. Not all of them, but most of them. I'm trying to do, I'd say a 50 50 split. I'd almost say 60% role playing, 40% entertainment. And that's on purpose. You know, we are trying to be more realistic with the actual game. And if we entertain you at the same time, great. That's what we're trying to do. But the point being is that you need to move this thing forward. You can't have dead space. So we cut out, or rather I cut out, as much dead space as possible. Some of this is literally just dead space. Sometimes I have to look up a rule or I actually have to look something up in the book and it could be quiet for a minute, two minutes, five minutes. Okay, not five minutes, but the point is 30 seconds of dead air sounds like 10 hours, okay? Even five seconds of dead air can sound like 30 minutes because it really kills the pacing when you have a lot of dead air. So we cut out a lot of the dead space. The other thing is I go through. If you can't hear someone, if there's coughing, if there's ums and ahs, I take that out. And then finally, I take out like all the breaks because we often will have breaks. We're often sometimes looking up rules. Sometimes there's computer problems, obviously technical issues. That's all taken out. So, in the end, we might have a three-hour episode. I take out all the talking. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. We always talk in the beginning of these shows. Usually the rule is, if it's a three-ring adventure, we talk for about half an hour before the show. And if it's Edgewatch, we talk for a good hour before the actual show starts. So, if you're not a patron, you're missing out on at least half an hour to an hour of us just talking about things that have nothing to do with the podcast. Anyhow, I cut that out. I then cut out all the dead space. I cut out everything else. And next thing you know, a three hour podcast has turned into a two hour podcast, sometimes an hour and a half podcast. So that is just how much quote dead space that I'm taking out of each of these shows. The other thing that determines how hard a show is to edit is what type of show it is. If we're sitting around and just talking, those are much easier to edit. The shows with combat, those are tricky. Those are the, always the hardest ones to edit. because There's a lot of back and forth. I try to keep the pacing up. I try to keep it going pretty quick, but not so quick that you feel like you're being rushed. And I also try to make it so like the dice rolls don't go over when someone's talking, so I'm manually moving those around. So, after I cut up an episode, and usually as I say, every single show I can usually get two episodes out of, it just depends on the show. I try not to cut up combat, so either I cut one show that's two hours long into two shows, or if I have a show that's like an hour and a half or so, I just make that one show. I put it through a lot of tools, try to make it sound as good as possible, assemble it, and then last thing I do is record this intro that you hear right here. I usually do the intro just a few days before it goes live. This way it's fresh, this way the show notes are fresh, and that's kind of it. Again, I won't go into all the technical details, but there's a million things about that. I will tell you, I use Audacity That's the main tool I use to record everything and do all my editing, which is a free tool that anyone can use. However, the other tool I use to do all the balancing and other work is called Isotrope, and that is like a $3,000 tool, so... You probably don't need that, uh, it's a little overkill. It's something I actually use in my regular job, so I was able to you know, use this for this job too. And once you own it, you own it. It's like one of these things, once you buy it, you just have it forever. You never really need to upgrade it. Uh, but it's a professional editing tool that will do amazing things. For example, if you have like a fan going off, you can take it out pretty easily. If you have dogs barking in the background, you can take it out. It's a pro-level audio editing tool, and it's really, really good. So as I said before, I record the intro, I edit the intro, I assemble it, we throw it up on Patreon on Wednesday, and you get the episodes every Friday and Tuesday, and there we go. That is how we put together the show. So if that sounds cool to you, I might have a job for you. That's right. I am looking for editors of Roll for Combat. I had a great guy amazing guy he was the best editor i've ever had and he was doing a fantastic job helping me out what he would do is listen to the show and help me edit it on a weekly basis i mean he basically was the producer of the show he got a little burnt out and he also had a lot going on with his life i think he got married and he had a big promotional work so he just doesn't have time to do our show anymore so i'm going to be looking for some new people to help me out This is a paid position where what you get to do is you help me edit the show on a weekly basis. What I will do is I will give you the show in its raw format. Then you need to download it and just sort of go through it and do exactly what I just described this week. You sort of help me edit out the ums and ahs, edit out the coughs. You basically just listen to the show and just take out what doesn't sound good. I have a complete tutorial of how you can do it. You can do it in Audacity, but if someone out there is a pro at audio editing and knows some of the other tools, there's what's called non-destructive editing. The problem with Audacity is it's destructive editing. If you know what I'm talking about right now, then you are probably a good candidate for this position. And I'm probably going to be looking for two people. Originally, I had one person, and he was doing both. Three Ring Adventure, and Agents of Edgewatch. But, just to make this easier for people, if I could find two really good people, one person for Three Ring Adventure, and one person for Agents of Edgewatch, that would be great. And what would you be required to do? Pretty simple. You'd get the shows, you listen to them, you edit them, then you give me back the raw audio files. And that's pretty much it. If you're an audio engineer or if you have experience with audio in the past, you will probably go to the front of the line because I do find that people with an audio background always do a much better job at this just because they're trained. Not that they're any better than anyone else, they just have more experience than other people. However, that doesn't mean that you too couldn't be able to do this. The time commitment once you get good at this is approximately, I'd say two to three times the amount of audio you're editing what does that mean that means if you're editing two hours of audio it'll probably take you somewhere between four to six hours to actually do the editing now it's not very strenuous i usually watch tv when i'm doing this and quite frankly i've gotten to the point where i am so fast at this that i'm almost i'm not one to one but i can usually do two hours in about three hours maybe four i can do this pretty damn fast but i have been doing it for five years now however i do know you will get faster at it and after a while it sort of becomes like the matrix i swear to god you can actually look at audio and know what people are saying just by looking at the wavelengths it's pretty insane anyhow If you're interested in this, I just went through this a lot, contact me on the Discord. I know I did this a few years ago. I had some people try out. I eventually only had one person because they were so good and they had a lot of free time. Unfortunately, that person does not have a lot of free time. And as I said, this is a paid position. Just contact me on the Discord channel. Let me know. Make sure you do have the time commitment. This will require approximately four to six hours from you every week. You can, of course, do more. That's often what people will do is that they'll have a free week and they'll just do like five shows in a row and then they can take off a few weeks and then they do like another three or four or five shows in a row. That's what I also like to try to do. But it does require a fair amount of time to do it. It is fun. You do learn a lot, especially if you want to get into audio engineering, especially if you want to get into audio editing and quite frankly get paid while you're learning how to do it. So get in contact with me on the discord channel at rollforcombat.com you can find me there and we'll go from there anyhow with that let's get to this week's show notes once again go to rpg superstar vote on the monsters please vote on the monsters the best monsters to find is there is select a random monster for me button press that button and that will bring you to the monsters that we want you to vote on because those monsters need the most votes. So go to that, just rpgsuperstar.com, help us out with the voting, pick your favorites, it's a lot of fun. Of course, BattleZoo Bestiary, it's for sale now. The Foundry module just came out. It will be compatible with the latest version of Foundry, which is .9, and it is amazing. I really don't know how <laughs> Foundry is doing it. I mean, I do know how they're doing it. It's getting to the point that I really do like roll Twenty. But it's just not even competition anymore. I mean, Foundry is just ridiculous how good it is, especially for Pathfinder. It just does everything, and it just gets better and better and better every single time. It's just, it's just mind-boggling. I really can't believe how good it is. Anyhow, our modules out there... All the BattleZoo best areas in there. And again, we had the people who actually write Foundry do the module for us. So the module is kick-ass, let me tell you. And it's on sale right now. Just go to BattleZoo.com and you can get the module for a significant discount. Once again, go to BattleZoo.com. Everything you need is in there. All the monster part system, all the items, all the monsters, everything. All built in the Foundry. And then finally, do check out the Discord. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com. Do check out Jason's Talking Combat column every single week. He seems to be getting later and later and later with his comms, but he eventually turns them in, and then we post them on the site. So check those out. Anyhow, with that, let's get to this week's exciting adventure. Last we left off, you managed to successfully apprehend Gord John. That's right. Gord John, the brother of Marissa John. And you hopefully hope that somehow by having the washboard dog's gang leader's brother, that maybe she'll play ball with you and you can finally make some progress on this case. And you, uh... Yeah, a little touch and go there. That was uh that demon was no joke. That demon was uh having a little bit of fun with you, but you know, he took care of it. But the real the real winner last week was Basil Blackfeather, who single-handedly apprehended Gord. That's right. Didn't need any of your help. Nope. He did it all by himself. Might give him an extra hero point. You know what, Basil? Mm. You get two hero points because you're so badass. Woo-hoo!
2: That's right.
1: And now you went back to the star keep, star watch. You're hanging out. You got Gord locked up. You're having some dinner. Now what?
0: Let me kill him. <laughs> Chris Beamer is playing Lomang, an orc tiefling monk of the crane style. Well, did we take him back to the chief? John Statz is playing Cadet Dougie McDougal, a human ruffian rogue.
1: Yeah, you're back at um at Starwatch, and it's it's nighttime now because it took like half. You you were apprehending him at dusk, so by now it's nighttime. Oh. So oh, I, I'm
0: absolutely
2: going to bed. I need a good night's sleep.
0: Seth Lipton is playing Gomez, a goblin elementalist sorcerer.
1: Yeah, okay.
3: we're all beat up. We're all uh, right.
1: Pick him in for
0: processing.
1: Yep. He's already in his little comfy okay, jail yeah. cell. The... He likes it here. He's like, oh, this this place is a lot nicer than where they normally take me. Oh, this is great. I hope, uh, I hope I'm hope i here for a couple of days.
2: Yeah, what I tell you? That's what I told you. I told you it was a nice place. Better food, too. Oh, yeah. I
4: mean, you're yeah. never, never going to get to leave,
3: but that's, you know. Yeah, don't be nice to him.
1: Uh, it depends. It depends. If your sister will play ball, we can work something out. Oh, don't worry. She, she, she'll be... Uh... She'll be getting me out of here in no time. Don't worry about that. Oh, We're actually counting on it. Oh, well, I'm sure she's going to want to talk to you. All right. You guys can all rest up. Wake up.
4: I go to my room, which is here. the And
1: you're level eight. What? You went down a level? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, I got you there. I got you. You thought I was going to tell you level up. No, no, you didn't level up. You didn't level down either. So now it's not disappointing, because that could just level you down. You know what it's like? It's like um, like EverQuest, uh, Seth. Remember oh, yeah. when you would like be like level 14, and you would die yeah, so yeah, much, yeah. you'd be level 13, yep. get, trying yep. to get your body. And then next thing you know, you're level 12. You like keep losing I levels.
2: remember
4: that well. That was hardcore. That was that really, hardcore. Really was. Those corpse runs. Oof. No, no one, I would never tolerate that now <laughs> in a game. I just couldn't do it. That might yeah.
1: be my new rule. If you die, you lose a level. There we go. Every wow. time you die, you lose a level. <laughs> I would
4: just—I would run away a lot more.
3: <laughs>
4: if that's possible.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, of course, I can do it the other way. You die and you start off as level one. <laughs> nice. that's would that,
4: that's, that's like that. That's
2: dude back, back in the old days uh you would you would lose levels just by fighting certain creatures like a vampire would take two levels from you
4: yes, flat would. out would yep. flat out yeah it's, and then in, it was just during a uh, fight in first edition yep
1: hey man i remember first edition i had a wizard at was it fourth level had five hit points Okay, I mean, yeah, yeah that? Yeah, right. that I mean, of course right. it's possible because you keep rolling a one when yeah, that one D four. first saw. level
4: could could have one. Yeah, one I yeah, had one, one hit point, hit point. when right. I that that's was
1: right. in That was in Seth's campaign. He, yeah. I, he made me roll, and I got I got like a, I had remember, a of four in strength, and I rolled, and I, the only thing I could make was a wizard, and then I rolled a one for hit points. And I was like, great. That's right. Yeah. Hero here lower can only be a half arc.
2: That was That was the thing about that game. It was like charisma was important because you'd always, you'd have henchmen. Like parties were supposed to be right. like, they, you'd have a 10-person an entourage. party. Yeah, yeah an you were entourage. supposed to have a 10-person party. That's
1: how he lived because he had four bodyguards that yeah, surrounded yeah, yeah. him at all exactly. times. Exactly. That's
2: <laughs> how, that's that's what the game was.
1: That's, that's how you did it. Of course, it totally got out of hand because then you'd be walking around with literal parties of like 30 people. It can be <laughs> a lot of fun.
4: I, it can be really can't. it was I, fun i remember though you get like if you run into a ghost you get hit by a ghost it's 1d4 times 10 years aged and if you or oh if you that's made, right yeah just
2: don't get that back there's no and you die and you die of old age you cannot come back oh you always played an elf because then you had, then you had years to spare
0: jason mcdonald is playing basil blackfeather a tengu empiricist investigator
4: yeah exactly because if you're a human or like some like a half orc or something and you and you age like 40 years and, and you die from old age you're permadead like yeah yeah take, you, cannot, you cannot, come cannot come back from go, that cannot come back yep
1: well i also did like the old age rule so like as you age like your abilities would go stats down changed. yeah yep. your stats literally change. yeah 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 remember that your wisdom remember and stuff that. would
4: go up and your
1: strength and decks and all that goes down Man, Well, that's why Barbarian was so freaking popular, because it's like, oh, D12 for hit points? Sign me up! <laughs> it's like, yeah. wow, you can actually make something that might live. I think it was Ranger in first
4: edition, I got 2D8 at first level, which is like, that was that was nice.
1: I think also, I remember that Barbarian was, I think, the first extra class they ever released in Dragon Magazine. And it was right around the Conan era, like 80 to 80 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was very excited because it was so powerful. I loved, I loved the Barbarian back then. It was really good. But back in this world, back in the Pathfinder world, where you're already massively strong, Basil has two hero points. They didn't have hero points back in D&D 1.0. Hell no. You know what you had? You had dice and the dice gods, and you prayed to those dice gods that they wouldn't kill you today. That's what you had. But you all go to bed. You all wake up. And sure enough, there's someone outside to see the Star Watch agents. <laughs> we go outside. Okay, you go into the uh, courtyard, and it's uh, it's a kid. It's like a looks Doesn't like
3: look a look like a kid.
1: Well, <laughs> Dude, I, I he's got that. a long beard for a little. <laughs> okay, kid. Okay, well that that's the receptionist. I don't have the token here, but there's a token. Imagine okay. use your imagination. There's All a ten right. year old little boy who's there, and he he looks at you and says, "Are you the agents who have Gord?" Maybe. Ooh, who's maybe? asking? Who's asking? <laughs> Well, if you are, Marissa would like to meet with you tonight at the Groundwater Tunnel at midnight. Huh. She will make a deal with you in exchange for Gord. I was told to relay this message to you.
4: Are we supposed to bring uh, him to
1: this meeting? Uh, yes, we, we should. It's an exchange. Uh,
2: I don't know. Well, if we're, we're, yeah, if, if we're playing, if we're playing this, if we're playing this a different way, if this is a different world uh really the thing we should do is uh dominate the meeting like we should defer this like we should define the 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 location and the terms and put and put like rather going in in an inferior position on her turf it's a trap she she comes into she comes yeah and we're in the superior position and start off in the spirit negotiating position but but i i guarantee you if we suggest that we'll go anywhere
3: well, also, let's we could go there and not bring him and find out what her you know her terms are. She doesn't need him standing there to discuss. Oh, oh no, her. it would be so tough to bring him. Honestly, it would be. Yeah, time. we're not bringing him. That's we don't. I'm not telling the kid that. Like I, I think we should like. Uh, we're huddled up. We're not like. Yeah, but we're, flat, we're but flat star. out, we should be like, no,
2: it's not gonna work, kid. You tell her. We're we're available from nine to five, Monday to Friday, except for lunch hour. And she can, uh, she can call my secretary and make arrangements for an appointment. Yeah. Go away.
3: I think, uh, yeah, that's yeah, we're star watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: she doesn't have necessarily something that we want. We have something that she wants,
3: but we can't we can't bring the guy though. No, we're not bringing the guy. Like, is that what? Uh, just to reiterate, is that what they? Uh, the, this one of the stipulations is to bring Gord. Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: yep, that's one of the stipulations. Oh,
3: okay, okay, um, we can tell the kid we'll see her at midnight, you know, have that lie of omission in there, but uh, and see what, what the kid says. I suppose honestly, we honestly, could do I'd that. be quite
1: willing to tell him flat out we're not bringing Gord. I'm yeah, really yeah, think we, we 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 should, I think should... we're negotiating from enough of a position of strength that I mean, he's. He's facing some pretty serious charges. We, if know. anything,
2: we should we should find our own child and send our own child to that meet, and, and then rearrange that way.
1: <laughs> was like she's sending some
2: little messenger kid to us to make arrangements. We should do exactly the same thing about her.
3: Can anyone we'll intimidate this brother. kid? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Can anyone intimidate this kid to get him to do that? I mean, we've got a child think, right they, here. Well, they,
2: they... I'm not going to intimidate a child. Oh, my God. Like the, like the,
3: the It's a child. He's, Let's send he's a, Sharky. He's literally a messenger could, boy. Sc- no, we scare him straight, Seth. All right, ah. that, 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 Let's you know, send
4: Sharky as our. as our. Uh, oh, that would be perfect. Uh, yeah, no, send Sharky. Send Sharky as our
2: messenger. That yeah. that would be good. That That is what we should do. <laughs> oh,
4: I like that. Because if something I like happens that. to him, you know.
2: Yeah, it's comic
1: relief. Something happens to him. Aww. All right, well. Oh, I'm not I don't know anything about this. I was just told to bring this message. Uh, I, I don't know how to get back in touch with them. I was literally just paid uh, a nice silver piece and she he like holds it up and he puts it away real quick. He goes, I was just told to to tell you that message. Uh, that's so, it. Alright, thank you. So, very so what much. do you get like so in all seriousness, what do you guys want to do? There's really two
2: plays there's two ways to play it. One way is uh, we, we do it the way that we would do it like in in, in, in in any kind of real world context like the, like the FBI doesn't bring their prisoner to yeah. you know to talk to the mafia boss yeah. as, 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 like pleading for something that that's not how it works
3: even though we'd be un, even though we'd right, be right, escorting right. an unarmed man right Right. if
2: anything literally like we do send like we do send a messenger and say like and and, and tell him like well you, you can meet us at the like in the in our offices at this time and, and like and, and we can uh and we can negotiate it there he still stays in a cell of course yeah that's the entire process and we and we work something out uh or uh we could go where this is kind of set up to go which is totally do what the kid says bring the bring the guy and we have an RP encounter
1: i'm willing to take the meeting but i don't think we bring the kid yeah i think we leave him behind and we say look we'll. We're not putting everything on the line to trust you. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll release him if you give us something good enough. But
3: yeah, I mean, we can do that. Like, there's the kid's not taking a return message. This is like a. Uh... Oh, we just, we, we give actually, him a silver we, piece and he'll we, we, yeah, he yeah we we could give him a letter we could give him a letter. No, you guys, he just said. Well, no, but he might be. Touch... He might be,
1: but he might be lying. So we could just give him a silver piece and send a message. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, and he, fine, he, fine, if he accidentally yeah. happens to bump into her. Again. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. it's just. Or, or we could
2: or, I don't know or we could actually actually hire him to go back to the meet.
4: <laughs> and just yeah. have him be nah, the. Nah, we're not gonna, gonna put civilians in danger. Yeah. Yeah, or we could just bring the guy like she asked, because you know what? How they would never dare to touch us, because we're Starwatch.
2: Well, that's that's what I think is the yeah, other right. I mean, it's like it's like we either kind of we, go we off script, dare, and do, and do mighty
1: optimistic of you.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like we either go off script and do something rational, or we just go, or we do exactly what has been laid before us and take the guy and just show up at the meet
3: and see what happens. No, we're, we're, we're not I taking the, guy. Leave the
1: kid behind. I said that's our only insurance to not get just yeah. waylaid and killed.
3: Oh, there's the kid. Uh, yeah, we don't she want John Doe with wants the her upper hand. back. So she can
1: play ball a little he bit. He can go.
3: Well,
2: it's the uh, strategically. I don't know. The, I think it'll just muck things up because because the other because the other angle is if they're powerful enough, we should just bring them. Because if no, they're powerful, no, no. no but listen no. to me. If they're powerful enough to take him from us, they're powerful enough to take us hostage. See what I'm saying? They would have to beat us in a fight, which means if if we're going to assume then her brother that, we're is assume... still
1: in the line in the jaws of the law. Oh my god! And they've got a, and they got kidnapping of four police officers against her. If we don't check back in,
2: all right. Well, yeah. Okay, then let's go because, because I, I think it'll I think it'll just make things a little bit more difficult than you know, but
3: all right. Yeah, we're not taking him. That that's that that's not against. <laughs> he he's he's been apprehended. He's a criminal. He's where he should be. He's gonna get his
2: oh, okay, like three hots
3: in a cot and dude, despite, yeah.
2: but it, like as far as rationality goes, b- back to what I said initially, you know, like like we we send so we send a messenger to the meet and say that's bullshit. We're not gonna put ourselves in your power, and we're in an authority here. You come meet us. That's what we do. Well,
3: if, if we're gonna play rationally, yeah. Right? And but then, if we, and but then but when if they kill not, that messenger, we don't want to. We we, 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 we don't want to endanger a messenger. And We just finished up. i uh, we, we, we just finished up. A, I'll send my I'll send my bird. I'll send my bird feather return. token. I'll send my bird
2: feather token for the match. Oh, that... Perfect. Oh, I'll send the bird in the
1: meantime, the kid in front of us, I will give him a silver, and say, "If you happen to, or we're gonna... we're not bringing the kid though, right? Either way, you are mean we, Gord? Least... Well, the kid is the little kid, the, the, the messenger kid. Sorry, the messenger kid. We're not bringing the mess. We're not bringing no, Gord to the meet. No. Are we? Basically agreed on that at least. Yes yes
3: yes we're all agreed
1: eh,
2: I'll the go with it I'm taking it for a penny and for a pound I, th- I, th- I think we either follow the script or we don't
3: we, well we're not we're not following the script we all uh, well, agree with it well, we I mean,
2: we, well if we don't follow the script then then I send my bird to the meet sure. uh, yeah, like yeah the we can do that say, yeah. we're saying come, yeah. come to our office at 5
4: I don't think they're going to ever come to the office because then they're going well, to be well
2: to then arrest. she loses her brother we're like see that's the leverage to make them do anything or if I We have our brother.
1: A, I think there's value to being brave but not to being stupid I think we could. I think going to the meet is brave. Going to the meet with her brother is stupid. I like, like that's lawful. The, that's the difference yeah.
4: to me. I like lawful stupid is my line. Yeah. I, I, I lawful think, stupid works for me.
2: I think. I see, it's weird. It's like I think going to the meet is.
3: Uh,
2: it, it's beneath us, you know. It, it's
3: that's true. Okay, so what we can do is we'll send your feather token. It's what's, what's the word? What's the word for for being
2: for being like a simp? It's like it, yeah. it's it's obsequious or whatever the word is.
3: But, okay. You got to read between the lines. I mean, I don't don't mind going, but not bringing the guy. How about that? Yeah. All right, so let's go. All right, so let's do that. All right, enough enough quibbling about it. It's a quibble. All
1: right, so yeah, let's go. But let's tell the messenger kid that, so we're not In case. I know you said you don't see her, but in case you run into her again, and I hand him another silver piece, in case you run into Marissa again, tell her we accept the meeting, but her brother's staying here. Just in case you run into her. Okay. That sounds great. That All sounds great. right. If I see them, I'll let them know. I don't think they're going to be happy. I don't think I care because her brother is facing pretty serious charges. <laughs> serious charges. Are you sure you're Star Watch? Because now I'm we're gonna... getting
2: shade from a little kid. This is <laughs> this is getting a little ridiculous. Get out of here. Scram.
4: <laughs> ah. Okay. Derp, derp, derp.
1: He runs away.
2: I know. Man, no, 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 you no got no, no, <laughs> respect. no respect.
1: No respect. You, you went from Edge Watch to Starwatch, doesn't matter.
2: I don't know. It seems like yeah, it seems like everybody yells at us.
1: <laughs> Everyone yells at you. I figure we can give him the brother in like 20 minutes if things work out. I mean.
2: What do we want at this meeting anyway? Got we want to lead exactly on the Twilight right.
1: 4. We don't actually care. We don't care about the washboard dogs particularly. We want the Twilight 4. They have, generic lead. They have an in on, well, they've been dealing with them. I mean, I don't know what that lead looks like, but...
2: It would be good. It would be good. We, like, we should maybe just, just, like, think of some specifics. Like, should, we should have, like, certain specific pieces of information we want.
1: Well, I can tell you a few things that, um... Well, this is what you can do. How about this? It's bright and early, 8 a.m. in the morning. They don't even want to meet until midnight. So you got a whole day to do whatever you want to do—research, information, you name it, whatever you want to do. You got time, so you let me know. Buy potions, yeah, whatever you need. Can we go do a recon of that place? Of course, during the day and see yes. what it looks like in terms of how. Oh, at uh, least that's a great idea. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's yeah, do that definitely. at least. Yep. Yeah. um, you can find out information about. So here's the thing about Marissa, Joe, uh, jo- John. Sorry, Marissa, John. Mr. John, like, she has a history a mile long. Like, she's been around in Absalon for 30 years. So you have a rap sheet on her, tons of information. So these aren't, like, people you know nothing about. You can easily find out information about, well, most of these people, actually. These gang leaders have... um, you know, long rap sheets, and have been in and out of the system a dozen times. But, but yeah, not,
2: but not but not enough for, for us to be able to gauge anything tactical. Like we don't we don't know her relative power or anything like that. We can't get a level uh, I out never... of
1: it. Of course you do. Yeah,
2: you could. All right, so so let's do that. Let's figure out what level she is.
1: Well, and also we might we might get something we can use as leverage, or might just get some insights into how to approach her. So let's do some research on nice. her. Oh, I will also set her as the target of one of my investigations as a. As a formality point to if this breaks All into right. a fight. Well, Basil can spend time researching her, and that will take like a few hours. Um, going through the various files. What about the rest of you? I'll offer going out
2: and uh, Reconnoiter? Request, yeah, reconnoitering the, the, the yeah. place.
3: Yeah, that's it. We're gonna have okay. recon.
1: Okay. I'm in on that. I'll have you three recon. Basil, you can read that history and see how much of that you want to relate to people. And I will bring you to where you need to go. All right. So you find the, the meetup spot and it is a tunnel. It's called the groundwater tunnel. It's in a drainage ditch in the docks. It's a short passageway that runs under one of the cobblestone streets of the district that goes to a gravelly beach at the southern end of the docks. And this place looks like a death trap. It's obviously a tunnel. <laughs> it's one way in, one way out. Perfect ambush. There you go. In fact, I put you there. That is the tunnel. All right, now that I've seen that, I have one thing to say.
2: Never have the meeting in a basement. That's right. <laughs> That's
4: right. We're
1: absolutely having the meeting in a basement. Huh. And in fact, in fact, you guys can do hello man. Give me a survival check. Okay. Where would
3: I stage my my, my people for an ambush? <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. Like, where would we go to arrange an ambush? Like, is there a...
1: a... I have a partial idea how we could turn the tables. Oh, yeah? When the, when the time comes, we could come in under invisibility sphere. Five. All right. Oh, I yeah.
3: That's an interesting idea. How long does that last? Ten minutes? Ten minutes. Oh, hmm.
1: All right. Well, Doggy is looking around, and he notices... There's a couple of old blood stains at the base of one of the tunnel walls, and those are all blood. Dried blood. Good blood. Maybe it's rat blood? Could be. You got a five on your survival check. (laughs) (laughs) What do you know? I think it's ketchup. (laughs) Could be. Could be. Someone had a sloppy Joe. Um, Yeah, this is it. It's a tunnel. It's about 20, 25 feet wide in most parts. It's approximately, what, 100 feet long? And, uh, yep, there you go. Now what?
3: Huh. Let's see. Eh, uh,
1: you know what? Whoa, Screw whoa. it. Like, we,
2: we have fought literal demons from hell under worse circumstances than this. Maybe I'm not afraid. Maybe let's not be afraid of uh, of local mafia.
4: That's what we said about those guys with the freaking washboards. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I know that, that is the other side. That is, that is really they clobbered us. They
3: clobbered us. That's
4: right.
2: Really, oh, hey, they the leader were just, of the washboard. Dogs. Right, right, right. That's really funny. That is, absolutely and those true. guys were low, low
3: level. True. They don't know anything. Because I mean, they knew nothing. Yeah, because they're they they too low level. Yeah,
2: it's like, it's like they, 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 like a single one of those would single
1: handedly be able to do the first two books of the, yeah. <laughs> this
2: entire adventure pack. That's true. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, they're they're hmm. tough in the docks district. What do you want? It's a tough yeah, it's a yeah. tough racket. They're, they're yeah, in the a yeah. nasty part of town. What do you want?
3: Okay, so when we search this area, am I looking at things that are actually there with this chest and then there's a little sign of paper? no, 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 no. Okay. This is just this is this a generic is just, uh, tunnel. Just generic. Yeah, it's right. just a generic okay. tunnel. So okay.
1: ignore like, you know, there's just like, it's actually sand. It's just a sandy, okay. back, you know. Candy it's very bad, old garbage. Yeah, it's yeah. just a, it's a literally a washed-out tunnel. So, but you know, it looks like a lot of meetings have taken place here. It looks like this is not an uncommon place to meet. So, anyhow, um, um yeah. I'm okay. sure though. Is there anything else you wish to do? Because I'm yes. sure. Okay. Basil before has found before we go
3: anywhere, interesting things. Yes. Uh, I I do want to look outside the tunnel. Yes for... Now, I'm searching for secret doors
1: in the tunnel, number There's one. No, there's no secret doors. Okay. You don't find
3: any. Then I'm going to look for staging areas for an ambush. Like, if I had to secrete uh, some thugs to go into the tunnel, like, where would I... Um...
1: Oh, they would just line both sides of the tunnel with, with thugs. I mean, okay. it's pretty straightforward. You walk in, you wait, and then they show up oh okay <laughs> with like tons and tons of thugs well uh,
3: i'm going to use my policing
1: techniques
3: uh, i'm going to canvas the area and find out if uh, there's any presence of gang activity uh, recent gang activity that might leave a clue about why they
1: chose this location uh sure
3: knocking on a few doors you know yeah, it's you can not, look it's around with me
1: well this is you know for a fact this is the washboard dogs area like this is where they you know oh. they run so you know you're kind of in the heart of their territory um mean, okay. you know they've been in war with uh the Doble sweepers but that's basically it this is right. sort of where they are
3: anyhow okay well that that, that that explains uh that question okay so I was just making sure we're not missing any crumbs okay um we can go back to the station. I want to hear what the captain... Does the captain have any uh, feedback on... Oh, sure. Our, ...our capture? Yeah, so I also do want to... Uh, honestly, I would actually like to talk to the captain before coming here, but...
0: No, oh, you can know, go back and yeah, talk I to the captain. Yeah, I don't know captain.
3: how much we can rewind on that, but... Uh, no, just say... Can you can just know, do you, it in reverse You've already order. done it,
1: and then uh, you've already seen it, and you can come back. You will had a nice lunch... Basil, of course, was eating at a desk because Basil's a workaholic. But I imagine Basil found out some pretty interesting things about one Marissa Joe. John. I keep saying Joe. Marissa John. I did. Um, Basically, she got into the gang life to kind of keep her brother safe because her brother was the one getting into trouble all the time at first. So she actually originally joined a gang called the Dead Gulls. And she kind of raised up through the Dead Gulls. Among other things, she was kind of a champion in the underground boxing circuits. So, uh, Lomang, you might have to...
4: Interesting.
1: You may end up having a scrap with her. Um, But it was while she was in the Dead Gulls is when she met uh, uh, Burleth. um, And that's kind of when they became friends. uh, And eventually she got enough money from boxing that she kind of got out of the life for a while. And, and then she, but then they decided, then she and Burleth decided to start their own gang. And that was the, that was the washboard dogs. They actually used to both be in the washboard dogs. Um, but then eventually the washboard dogs got raided and, um, the drunk lady that we have been dealing with cut, uh, Marissa a deal for a reduced sentence in exchange for throwing Burleth under the bus, and so. And what was that sentence? Uh, um, she Burleth got ten years in the in the brine, Ab- Absalom's flooded prison. Uh, Marissa did like did six months in the Crestwatch jailhouse, and then she basically went back to being the head of the Washboard Dogs, although they were kind of a little bit scaled back from what they used to be. Um, so there's some indication that maybe she's kind of mellowed with age, so maybe she'll be a little more reasonable. Um, on the other hand, when Burleth got out of jail, that's when he started the competing gang, the Diobel Sweepers, and eventually that kind of broke out into gang, gang war between the two. So that's the Cliff's Notes version of this lady. Yeah, and you would guess if you were going to put a quote level on her, she'd probably be like level 12. Oh really? Oh yeah.
2: And what about like her bodyguard, like her lieutenant? Eleven. <laughs> yeah. All right.
4: Well, I mean, she. But the peep, the real gang—that's the real problem—is the other ones, the sweepers, right? Like those are the ones. Well. That are in cahoots with. Aren't they the? I the, thought. The so f- Am I getting that wrong?
1: So here's here's so the, back. the other way around. It's sort of the other way around. The washboard dogs were kidnapping people who were late on payments they were basically doing collections and if you didn't have your money well you paid up with your life your life yeah. <laughs> and that's what they were doing um there is a gang warfare right now between the dobel sweepers and the washboard dogs you know that the Sweepers are heavy into narcotics and explosives and poisons and drugs. like they're actually pretty serious. Alchemy like yeah this. alchemy they're they're actually kind of a, they're like they're like a whole notch above like the washboard dogs are really more into loan sharking, protection rackets, um, money laundering, things like that but they are the one that potentially was working with the skin saw. Correct. Right, they right. were working with the skin saws. And then recently, very recently, these two now have gang warfare, which ironically, believe it or not, is a bad thing because now the there's chaos in the docks and the people who are trying to live their lives are in danger because now the other gangs are moving in. So it's the weird synergy of it was it was actually better when everyone was at peace you know it's the old mafioso 70's you know mentality of like when everyone's at peace everyone's okay but once they start fighting then all the and no one's earning more. right and everyone's caught in the crossfire and then suddenly these people who are protect- protection money are getting robbed left and right and people are getting killed in the street and you know I mean it's, a tough, business. it's, a, it's a tough place to live the docks <laughs> So that is where you last left off. And So
2: what so what so now I've lost the plot. What's our goal and motivation?
1: The goal and motivation is that supposedly the Skinner was the least powerful of the Twilight Four and they all worship Nurgur. Now you probably forgot just how bad the Skinner was. Remember how bad the skinner was? Remember how they were like turning people into undead pinatas and you know, stitch spiders and that? She was she was considered the neophyte. She was like the the apprentice compared to what the other three are like. So you were you were given this promotion to find them. ASAP, because if she's okay got it if so, she's so the, our, if she's the easy one, God only knows what the other three are like. so, so. I'm
2: drawing to, I'm drawing from that the implication is because I'm asking about our our meeting, I'm asking about these guys. So uh, our goal in this meeting is for them to give us information not having to do with them or their gang violence or any of that stuff. like uh, like is for them as, as a source of information to let us target the remaining skinsaw bosses.
1: Yes, and you're trying to find leads on the other three skin saw bosses. All right, because that's an angle we can, that, that's only, an angle we can talk to. Her, right, and like, the only connection you have is the washboard dogs. That's it. That's all you have. Okay, the, so the
3: the other three skin uh, Twilight Four. Okay, the, the, are the Twilight Four the same guys as the Skinner bosses? Yes, that's the same It's yeah. the same Skinner, thing. the Styr- yeah, bosses. Yeah. Okay, Twilight so that, that's all right. That's the that's...
4: Infector, the Grey Queen, and
3: the, the Mangor, right? The M- Mangor. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was very confusing. That's like Skinsaw <laughs> a. Skinsaw Gang, Chisaw Gang. Yeah,
1: Yep, exactly. Skinsaw okay. bosses. Yeah, long all story short, there's four super evil people. There's four big bad bosses. You have defeated one of the big bad bosses, the other three big bad bosses worship Nogabur. And you know they're up to no good. Must find them quick.
2: Okay, good. So, so we want to talk to the street gang boss because the street gang boss might know the location of the remaining three skin saw bosses. Yep, yep. All right. And so our approach is, sorry for sorry, you're a difficult person to find. You know, sorry, we had to take these measures to get an introduction, but we actually have no business with you. What we want is uh, the other bosses of the skinsaw cult uh and so give, give us the give us a give us a location where we can find them. you get your brother back and we we'll, and, and we get out of your hair
3: well before we get to that part, we have to find out if the captain is okay with flipping this guy loose um
2: my understanding from all the, from all the from all that they told us was this, we're only going to be able to hold him for a matter of time. It's actually we're 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 actually exerting them to keep him, not not. I
1: also got the murder? sense that being Star yeah. Watch meant we're kind of above or outside of the jurisdiction of these guys. Anyways. Uh, so we yeah, we can make, we can right, make well, whatever deal we want. This all right.
3: This is silly role playing. I mean. Okay, I, sure. I, agree. I agree. I mean, this is just absolutely absurd. But this is like are I mean, cops, time. But nobody right, right. cares about the law. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that was that was the
2: whole last uh, that was the whole last adventure, right? It's like everybody we catch. Remember the revolving door. Everybody we catch, are like, ha ha ha. I'm only going to be here for a week. Ha ha ha. I'm only, yeah. Like it was a consistent theme.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, that's not true. The but that's what got the, put uh, to death. But
2: yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> well, well, the, well, the skin saw cult is different. Like you know, like since we've been in Gangland, the rules in Gangland on the docks is revolving door. For all these guys that are yeah, yes. that, that's, that's, that's for been Star Every Watch, single so. one, every single one that's been a member of a gang. That th- I'm not talking about the skin Skinsaw people. Like every single one that's a part of this gangland stuff. The, it's a revolving door. Uh, the, at least, uh, at least every single person that we mm-hmm. that, that we've had yep. in custody. Yep. They've emphasized how they're how it's like. Forget it's,
1: about it, Jake. It's Chinatown. Exactly right. It, exactly. You you got it. You just you literally just summed it up. It's Chinatown. So, the which docks. is good
2: for us because then we don't have to worry about this guy. It's it, it's like it's like our so our only angle in this entire society and all, and all their troubles. Well, just is, is, is to just is to knocks. get right is to get the information. Just give us an address. We just want an If address. there's
1: something we could do to help with the gang war, then that would be like a little cherry on the sunday But we we really want the Twilight Four. Correct. Right. Yeah. Well, the captain is available if you want to see her. Why? Why bother? Let's
3: no. Let's not see the captain. Let's forget the captain. Like honestly, it, <laughs> yeah, like honestly, right. I, I I really like. I I am the jaded cop. I'm the jaded cop. You know where we're cleaning the trash every week, but the the bosses won't let us. They just right, won't let right. us do it. That's right. Uh, That's
1: right. So forget you've the captain. Been, you've forget been on the, the job captain. for a month,
3: and you're forget already. The... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, level, I'm level nine. You're like, I'm you're level like, nine and I've still everybody spits on me. I'm a level nine cop walking on my beat. Everyone still spits on my uh on my That's right. Oh, little
2: children. Little children it's, spit in yeah, your face.
3: It's, you, don't even get re- you don't even get respect for the sixth graders. Jeez. That's right. Nothing like a feeling of a good day's work done.
1: Well, you guys have been in the paper like a million times. You're famous. And even that doesn't
3: give us respect. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah so I, I'm passing on the captain. Like, I, 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 yeah, I'm I now a rogue. I'm a rogue elevator at this point. I oh, agree. my
1: God. They've gone rogue. I
4: agree. You Release the, cannon, though.
3: I, oh, I throw away my careful. badge, but no, it will no, heal don't. me.
1: It'll heal me. <laughs> you know, that's right. Don't throw away the badge. The badge is what keeps you yeah. alive. All right. All right. Dougie, don't turn don't turn away from the law, or we'll have to take you out. Sure, yeah, right. that's right. You know
3: what? You know what I'm doing today? Dougie's going to go to the bar for his first hard drink. That's what he's
4: going to oh, do. Oh, no. He's All good. right. right
1: old Woody. He's going to drink sorrows. <laughs> if he is old Woody, we won't see him till tomorrow, though. Disillusioned okay. by the justice yeah.
4: system of Absalom. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> he's going to go get a hard cider. That's right. The toughest drink there is. You're seeing a character evolution
3: In the works. Uggy is the last Boy Scout. Character
1: arc happening (laughs) now.
4: (laughs) The last Boy Scout. The last Boy Scout. uh, Garibaldi on Babylon
3: 5. Oh. Oh. Oh,
1: Oh, shit. Okay. All right. So, what's the plan? What's the plan? Are you going to go uh, or are you I, sending I, a bird are you sending I, I, a kid are you uh, bringing a uh, cord or what?
2: Okay, I mean, so, uh, so now that we have all this information, uh, I am actually more inclined to using the diplomatic approach rather than the intimidation approach and actually bring this guy with him. Oh, he, yeah. And, Let's and, bring and, the and, guy. Yeah, bring the guy and immediately no give him reason back. reason not to. No, immediately give it back and say, I'm sorry, it was the only way we could get a hold of you. And then explain our situation, try diplomacy, and try the the angle of you guys have been used by horrible murderers that are are ten times worse. You know, it's like try to pull that thing. You know how uh, child molesters get killed in prison? Yeah, yep. you know, try try to play that angle with them—that these guys are beyond bad. And uh, damn, I don't That's... know that <laughs> empirically. I've read about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that, that was pretty harsh, right there. But yeah, yeah we, we get yeah. it.
2: And, you know, and like try that angle We're and try the diplomatic angle rather than the like you, you give us information if you want your brother back angle.
1: You got it. I like it. There's uh, there's Gord, by the way. All right, you get Gord. It's 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 dinner time. It's it's the twilight zone time. It's midnight. Gord's like, oh, I was just getting comfortable in there. Okay. Off to the groundwater tunnel we go. We're taking taking Gord. He seems to know this this direction. Right. Now, the entire time.
2: But here's the thing. I'm going to lay the groundwork. The entire time that I'm going back with him. I'm using Diplomacy to improve his attitude toward me by telling him all of our adventures with the Skinska cult and how terrible they are, uh, explaining to him in, in, a, in, in, a, uh, uh, in the form of, uh, you know, I'm sorry to have to put you through this, but it was only because, and uh, telling him exactly uh, our motivations and uh, the type of people that we're after uh in explanation for why we had to go to these lanes and to try to uh, improve his attitude toward us that maybe if i get his attitude toward us good enough he could actually be an ally in convincing the sister
1: okay give me a roll that's a very 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 good idea
2: I'm using my. I'm uh, using. i that uh, magic item I have that increases my diplomacy sure. by talking in their language. Mm-hmm. Dougie's going language to help by
3: society. not being there while this happens.
1: <laughs> Dougie's. Dougie's already. He's,
3: he's drinking. Drunk. He's
1: drunk. Oh my God! Is that a 35? What's it's, it's, it's a 35. a
2: 35 plus my uh, plus 36. my extra bonus badge of diplomacy. So here's whatever the Whatever that gives.
1: Here's the deal, Gomez. Especially you. You talking to this guy, and after a few, uh, you know, a few hours chatting with him walking through the streets a few weird things happen first of all gomez you like him a lot in fact you see a lot of yourself in this poor kid
2: oh i probably knew him when i was growing up probably knew guys like exactly like that one exactly
1: and you're like this kid is literally had a terrible life and he's just trying to get by and just get some enjoyment out of it and when you talk to him not only does he completely understand and doesn't even doesn't even you know, bother. <laughs> it doesn't even bother him that you used him this way. He totally gets it. But you find out some interesting things when you talk to him that his sister, he, he confides in you a little bit. Just you Gomez. Cause you're from the streets and he gets it. You know, you know what it's like is that um, his sister was pressured into dealing with the Twilight four. In fact, they didn't want anything to do with them. They don't want to have anything to do with the Skinner or the Twilight Four. And they were pressured into it because they're not as big of a gang. And not only that, knowing that the Skinner was arrested and seeing those headlines, Marissa was very happy. In fact, she might be the first one to shake your hand.
4: Really? Nice. Yes.
1: Because she was so happy that, that the Skinner is gone because they didn't like dealing with her at all in fact they're thrilled that the Skinner has been put behind bars because the watchboard dogs were not doing what they're comfortable doing I guess awesome. they're they're like a small time you know they they literally run numbers you know they run they run they run protection they they're not even into the fighting they're more like a they're more like um, the Sharks and the Jets. you know. They're, they're more like a, a fun gang, if there's such a thing. They're not into killing and blackmailing. Well, a little bit of blackmailing. But they're not into hardcore killing or coming up with addictive drugs or burning down places for insurance money.
4: How about large pools of blood or skinning people?
1: All right, that's <laughs> great. They don't nothing. And in fact, the more you talk to him, not only do you think this guy will totally be on your side, not only do you think that the more you talk to him, you realize that Marissa actually probably likes you guys and even knows who you are because you did a job and something to help her out, but you also find out that there is something afoot. That's right. And you find out from the brother, who probably shouldn't tell you this, but the skinners gave marissa something very valuable to hold for them Mm. okay that sounds great so you head on over but you guys seem to hit it off very well in fact if this all works out you can even hang out later you know you know in between uh you're like star-crossed lovers in between him like you know you know robbing ships and stuff and you like you know putting people behind the bars you guys can go get a drink. <laughs> Anyhow. What was that? There
2: was an old movie that it was uh it was like these two guys and heat? Fr- was it he <laughs> no, there was two guys it was two guys and they were friends and I remember the line being uh because one of them turned into a bootlegger, and the other one was a uh, police officer uh, or, like, a sheriff or something like Johnny that. Johnny Dangerously? Was it, No, it wasn't Johnny Dangerously. <laughs> no, it, wasn't,
4: it, wasn't, it, it
1: was a
0: more serious <laughs> older than That's right. I am uh, right.
4: That's true. That's true. <laughs>
2: That's true. You are yeah. right.
1: I love that. But it was a, it
2: was a, drinks between shots or shots between drinks. It got mixed up, which is which. Because like they would be in gunfights and then they would meet at the bar and drink. And I always thought that was a that was a funny relationship. It was a good huh. relationship.
4: Well,
3: so, it was, so uh, maybe, a so maybe, so maybe that type of situation. That type that, of uh, is that oh, a, yeah, black totally. it a black and white movie?
2: It was definitely a black and white movie. Okay, okay. I can't remember what it was so. it's yeah, definitely well,
1: you, you're becoming the old cliche, Gomez. That you you and Gord become best of friends after this okay all right cool you go to the tunnel it's it's wet it's dark it's damp it's cold Scents of freshly turned earth and salt waft down the groundwater tunnel a steady rain has caused the runoff in the drainage tunnel to flow a little bit quicker as the time to meet marissa john approaches the sound of footsteps is obscured by the patter of rain covering the approach of the figures at either end of the tunnel. As each group approaches, it becomes clear that the rain isn't the only noise in the tunnel. The gangsters approaching you are rhythmically running pipes, bats, and clubs up and down their washboard shields, building to a cacophonous crescendo that stops as suddenly as it began.
2: All right, can I can I interrupt this with uh, what I'm doing while this is going on? While this whole thing is going on, I I am joking with the brother and uh, uh, like chatting with him, talking about how we check this place out and uh, cracking jokes and uh, trying to have as as a relaxed like in counterpost like in in contradiction to the to the tension that they're trying to build up with all that stuff. I'm trying to have as relaxed a, a a a conversation. A casual and relaxed conversation in the atmosphere as possible.
1: Okay, yeah, no problem. Both ends of the tunnel are now filled two layers deep of washboard dogs. The crowd at the northern end of the tunnel parts to reveal a human woman in her 30s dressed in denim and leatherwork clothes and carrying no weapons. A large silver buckle hangs from her belt. She stops 10 feet from you making a show of sizing you up and then smirks and jerks a thumb over her shoulder at the gangsters behind her pretty good eh builds morale anyhow let's talk
2: as like and, and i say to what's what's his name again i forget i forget the brother's name Gord. uh hey is like oh hey Gord. your sister's here maybe you want to introduce us and i actually like pass off to Gord to do the introductions
1: I'm still holding ho- holding out hope for a sledgehammer fight. All la streets of fire. <laughs> <laughs> so Marissa also seems to have a uh, a hand rolled cigarette dangling from her mouth. She has black brown cropped hair. She has a almost a do rag in her head, uh, blue, and she's wearing work clothes. Gord says, "Asis." These guys, they're okay. They're the ones that took down the Skinner. And she looks at you all, and Merce is like, hmm, you had my attention when you took my little bro, but taking down the Skinner, now you got my full attention.
2: Yeah, so like, like, I'm really sorry about that, but uh, you're, you could be a different person. You could be a difficult person to find when you don't want to be found. And so we had to do what we had
1: to do, and I hope you understand. She holds up her uh, hand, and she's like, say no more. You seem to be someone who understands the language of the streets. Totally acceptable.
2: <laughs> and so great, so let's get down to business. Yeah, we took out Skinner. We're after, the, after those three other sons of bitches, bastards, pervert, perverted murderers. Uh, and they are our target. And my understanding from Gord here is that
1: uh, you might be able to help us with that. Mm-hmm, perhaps, perhaps. She she looks at Gord and says, you okay? They didn't uh, beat you or anything, did they? Treating you okay? And Gord looks at you and says, Oh, no, they, they brought me to the Star Watch. I, I got to see what those cells are like. And she's like, ooh. I see. Uh, I got a four-star treatment here. Nice, nice. That's a—that's uh, some pretty nice digs you brought him to. Hmm, we aren't dealing with uh, dock workers here, are we? Hmm, Star Watch agents. Yeah. Yeah, I, I might be able to uh, help you out a little. I mean, taking out the Skinner was a good start, but I really want to be out from under the Twilight Force thumb completely. And to that end, I want to help you in your investigation. That's right. I want to help you.
2: That's great. It looks like the beginning of a beautiful friendship.
1: <laughs> That's right. It could be. As you probably know... My dogs have recently fallen into scuffles with a gaggle of misfits called the Doughbell Sweepers. The details of this affair are unimportant and would likely just bore such high-ranking officers such as yourselves. All you need to understand is that I need the sweepers to stop bothering us.
2: Those guys are the, those guys are the uh, the drug fiends, right? Oh yeah, 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 it, yeah, yeah. They gotta yeah, stop.
1: Yeah. They gotta stop bothering us. They gotta stop bothering the poor people in the area that we protect, preferably for good. You see, the sweepers, they they aren't quite as nice as us. The weapons and chemicals they peddle have caused a lot of destruction across the neighborhood. I've even heard credible rumors that they're brewing a, a new type of concoction that would give law enforcement like you no shortage of trouble. She pauses and smiles pointedly.
2: Well, I get—I take that pause to interject. Uh, well, I got to tell you, my position on alchemy, just say no. <laughs>
1: well, in that case, fortunately for you, I know exactly where the sweepers formulate their new products, as well as the date their boss bereth plans to visit their secret lab. Now, if my dogs were to attack their lab, and the other gangs in the docks might consider that a step too far, and then we'd have to deal with the sweepers' allies and our allies, and it would just be gang warfare throughout all docks, and nobody, nobody, not even you want that. But if, uh, if the Watch were to raid a particular building and an anonymous tip from a concerned citizen by like myself. Well, no harm done, right? And, you know, if the sweepers are taken care of, I'd be freed up to help you more with your investigation. I might even remember where I put this dangerous thing that the Skinner gave to me for s- safekeeping. And let me tell you, you really, really want to know about this. Mm.
2: So we got uh, the washpark Dorgs on one side. And we got the, what are the Alchemy guys called? Dobel Sweepers. The Dobel Sweepers on the other. And us right in the middle. That's right. right. Yeah, so it's like Fistful of Dollars, Yojimbo. Let's do La- last last man standing. The lesser of the two
1: evils, you know, the friend of your Play, the enemy of your friend, <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
4: Let's do some good. Yeah, all right, I'm for <laughs> like that. Not touchable. Let's do some good. Yeah, as he reads.
2: okay. So so uh, so uh, and and uh, like as an internal monologue, I just want to refresh my memory here. If so, if we hit the uh, alchemy guys, that will all that'll rejigger the balance of power in this region and then everybody will go back to being relatively peaceful if i understand this correctly
1: yes yes Yes.
2: all right so that's that it works into our larger goals as well and so all right well let let me uh let me just have a quick huddle with my buddies here and uh i want to have a quick huddle with the with the party okay and so so what do you think we go and we so so we do a little side quest of some law enforcement and uh, then get on, and then get the information from her, and then go and deal with uh, our primary target.
4: I think it, I think it's a sound plan. Sure. Yeah, this one writes itself. We can't, we can't <laughs> let that get hit the streets.
2: All right, Basil, you're in. Yep. All right, so break the huddle, and uh, yeah, that sounds like a, That sounds like a fine deal. Give us some, give us the information, and we'll we'll uh, enforce some laws, and then we can talk business.
1: Okay. Well. Of course, release Gord. That's part of the deal as well. Oh, did
2: you gave me the impression... Uh, I'm sorry, I gave the impression that Gord wasn't already released? Gord, you're already released. Ah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was clear. I thought it was implied. Okay,
1: okay, Gord goes over and the and like Gord whispers something. It's like, sis, you told him about the thing? The package? And it's like... And the sis is, is like, what did you say? He says, I didn't say anything. It's like, all right, well... Yeah, the Skinner. Got to get rid of that package thing is nasty.
4: All right. And that's the package that she said we're, she's going to let us know about once we do this for her. hmm right. Okay. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the boss that is going to be meeting at this time?
1: That's Bloody Burleth. Oh, Bloody Burleth. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a half-orc. Ah. And he fights with, uh, I think, a sledgehammer. Oh, really? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Does he wear ridiculous leather overalls? Yes. <laughs> he does.
4: I remember when Dougie used to fly, fight with a sledgehammer.
1: Yeah, <laughs> with, those were the days, all we were days. the mall days, <laughs> days. Well, Marissa says this is uh, this is going to work out well. And she says, you know, we 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 only do what we must to survive. You understand? Like, we want nothing to do with drugs or murder or anything like that. We're just trying to protect law-abiding folk from those type of people from the really evil gangs we're just trying to you know get by on our own if you don't mind my asking how did you get in with the Skinner in the first place she looks at you and says wasn't by choice i tell you that when a Norgabur murder cult comes to you and asks you to do something it's not easy to say no Especially when some of your own people start missing.
4: Mmm. Yeah, they're quite nasty from what we've seen. And it's just the tip of the
1: iceberg. Yes, as I said, I'm mighty happy you took her down. And I just want to forget that whole episode of my life. But here you go. The Doble Sweeper's Hideout an Alchemy Lab. It's in an abandoned grammar school called Madam Kithy's School of Common Grammar and Behavior. And she gives you the address. And as uh, she gives you the address, those who are regular to Absalom, the blood drains out of your face a little because you realize where this is. This is in a residential area known as Sweet Sand. And that, uh, that area used to be pretty heavily industrialized about 20 years ago. But recently as businesses kind of went under for one reason or another and entrepreneurs couldn't make rent the sweet sand area has become completely abandoned and is filled with nothing but carnage and and broken dreams that place is so bad that not even the harbor guard or Absalon Watch or anyone goes there that is lawless. That area, no one goes there. Wow! Not even gang members go there. The Badlands. <laughs>
4: I like it. The yep. Forbidden Zone. <laughs>
1: You're going to the Forbidden Zone of Absalom, which is saying something. And the abandoned grammar school is right in the heart of it.
4: We heard about this school too. This was on our. This was in our notes. Right? Yes. I remember hearing about this? Yeah. Yes. Rumor, yeah.
1: Huh. So she gives you uh, the information. And it looks like that the gang leader will be there tomorrow. Tomorrow night? Mm-hmm. All day, all night. Well, uh-huh. probably night. And then, like, stay over. So you have, uh, you have a day to take it out. To do a raid on the place. Take them, Take them alive.
4: <laughs> <laughs> or dead. Just as good.
1: Mm, your badge won't li- like that. Remember, now, the badge will turn back on, like... Only when you were dealing with uh, the skin right, saws right. when you, like, like murder, uh, like, weapons-free. <laughs> now you're more, like, uh, back to normal. But that's it's automatic. Not, not so lethal, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. It's automatic. So. so with that, she looks at you and says, if everything works out, we'll meet back here the day after you take care of the Doble Sweepers at midnight, and I'll tell you what you need to know and maybe a little bit more.
4: I like it. Let's do it. Let's head over there. Do it. Oh. I say wait till night, I guess, and then try to be somewhat stealthy and not wear our uniforms and, you know, just sort of don't draw too much attention.
1: Yeah, it's up to you. I mean, you basically... It's midnight now. I mean, it's late, so you can wake up and go the next day.
4: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. The next night. Next like it's night. sundown. How about yeah, sundown? Yeah, sundown.
2: Perfect. All right. To, to yeah. My role as Diplomancer is over. I am ready for tactical combat
1: murder answer murder answer and with that marissa marissa just gives a little bow and gord actually does a little big wave and almost gives uh, gomez a little hug how about that that's, that's how close you guys got it's a, it's a bromance you're getting starting a little bromance <laughs> so cute i like and, it and then as marissa like fades back into the washboard dogs they start up their rhythmic, chanting and like but like you know putting their pipes and wrenches up and down the boards like shoo 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 and just like making a whole bunch of racket as they like start gathering themselves and exiting the tunnels it's very impressive you know
4: i like it i wish i had a gang now
1: you do have a gang gang of four that's true
2: now we have the star wars star Wars is our gang most powerful gang in in the city
1: and they're gone And all you hear is thunder and lightning as the rain continues. And they're gone.
4: All right. I I guess head back to the station. I mean, we don't really have much else we need to do, right?
1: Back to the station you go. Hey, look at that. Oh, hey. You're back at the station. Now what?
4: And then just wait it out until the next day, the next night, right? Pretty much. Let's head out.
3: Okay. Does so anybody want to do something? Because
1: anything you want to do beforehand. Now's nowzers, the timesers. I, I think I'm
4: good. I'm all we'll rested up. But that's the story. No, we we cl- we're
1: kind of close. Maybe kind of close.
4: Don't
1: know. Okay, here we go. Dun- crossbow, dun- at the dun- crossbow at the ready. Crossbow at the ready. Really? Yeah. Always the cross.
4: Where's your crossbow, Dougie? Are you bringing it with or no? No. Dougie doesn't believe in crossbow.
1: Okay. You uh, you head into the sweet sand, and sure enough, this place definitely lives up to its reputation. <laughs> it is uh, completely abandoned. Looks like this is just like, remember the end of RoboCop? <laughs> That's what it looks like. Just like factories, schoolhouses, you know, downtown LA, you know, where all that industrial is. It's just, it's just nasty or Blade Runner. Take your industrial park, abandon it for a couple of years, and there you go. So that's what you see. Now, strangely, there's also a mixture of some residential areas, too, because I sort of mixed the two. As you approach the School of Common Grammar and Behavior, you see the schoolhouse is one large A-frame, with the ceiling reaching the highest point at about 30 feet in the center of the large school and it gradually slopes to about eight feet off the ground on the east and the west of the building. You see the, well, the schoolhouse is on the west side. On the east side, you see an area that was obviously a schoolyard, <laughs> where the kids would go and play, and it's surrounded by a small fence that you can peek over if you want. Um, there is an entranceway. And it looks like all the windows have been boarded up with rotted wooden planks. But you do notice that the east-facing windows um, appear to be somewhat unblocked. So it looks like someone has been busy and removing some of the planks on the east side. All the others appear to be completely intact, though. What do you do?